1: But to call
0: hey b quarantine hey
1: wow it's been a while since we've done a podcast our straight up pod we did a hunter Mayhan interview we have not done just a straight up podcast anymore. it's been like a while a week? A week at least. Yeah.
0: You know, it's been times are a little different right now. You know, no times, doubt. Times are a little different.
1: Yeah, I'm looking back. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been like a week. Well, we did a ham classic, just like a classic. So we've done a ham classic and the Hunter Mayhan. So March 26th was the last just regular straight up podcast we're doing. And this one, by the way, we're doing it for those of you listening on the regular pod, podcast feed, or you can watch this podcast on YouTube as well. Do you think if we went back and watched like Super Bowl One, youtube it,
0: and uh, did a ham classic Super Bowl One? I I I, I, mean, I would imagine it's Lombardi versus somebody. Uh, born '84, so you can't get too mad at me. Chris Russo's a big believer that every radio host should know all their history. I'm like Chris, I I, I don't know pre yeah. I don't know if you've met the millennials, but I'd say now if you're 35, you should know like the '80s. But I don't think anyone my age is holding you to '60s. They don't care, but that's not an excuse. But do you think anyone would be interested? Like, I'm talking old, like, we, like, YouTubed a Mickey Mantle game and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: I think it'd be hard because, like, you don't really, I think for those classic, we did one classic, you have, like, a point of reference. I think your listener has to have a point of reference I agree. all the things that are happening. Like, I, I think, like, for example, when The Ringer does Rewatchables, which is obviously what Ham Classics is based on, I don't listen to the ones for the movies I haven't seen. Yeah. You want the movies you like, right? You'd pick a movie that you liked.
0: I also think for our age group, if you keep it in the 20-year range, like when I got the idea when I was watching Tampa versus Oakland in a Super Bowl almost 20 years ago, you can just throw out random names and they're going to resonate with people even if a guy like Jerry Rice hasn't freaking played in almost two decades, right? Or Tim Brown or Derek Brooks or... I don't know. There's John Lynch making tackles, but I feel once you kind of fire back, probably I'd say for us, anything pre like ninety three, ninety four would be a little tough, just because most of the players like post ninety five. Like even if you're watching, let's say the let's say we did Favre versus Parcells in the Super Bowl when it was mm-hmm. Patriots, for, you could still be dropping like Reggie White's, you know, Drew Bledsoe's right. and. Oh damn! There's rookie uh, Teddy Bruski, you know, or just something like things yeah. that I do think. Oh,
1: Belichick was an assistant, right? Or there's Andy Reid on the sideline. I think it works best if we are passionate about it. If and and for that, it's got to be more than just oh, I read up on it. Let me regurgitate in this presentation that I'm doing for you what I learned reading Wikipedia and watching old videos. I completely agree. That said, the '84, I did it did cross my mind. What about rewatching the 1984 draft? Just given that quarterback class. 84? Do you know what I think would be better? Right? 84 yeah, was the it, Marino it, draft. Yeah. It was 83. Elway. It was Elway. Yeah, 83, 84. I think it was eighty. 80- See, this is why.
0: I think it was 83. Do you know what okay. actually I think would be pretty cool, though? What about 2011? Like Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, Alden Smith, J.J. Watt, Julio, A.J. Green. You just look back at that
1: draft, there are some names. Yeah, 83. I know, but at the time when Alden got drafted, was everyone like, oh my God, no one had been watching Missouri? But my point is, if we just did a redraft,
0: in, you know, oh, with, a redraft. with 2011, yeah. I think it would be like, is Alden falling out of the first round? You are getting a couple years of sweetness, right. you know? I mean, right. it's, there's a balance. Right. He's not going, like, obviously, JJ would jump him and Vaughn would stay high, but I just think Alden's one of those that. Jake Locker is a guy that would tumble, Blaine Gabber, But like, is, is Julio budging, really, from six? Is he going higher? He might go higher. Would you take Julio or J.J. Watt? That's good. See, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, is Probably is, Julio. Is Vaughn Miller a lock to go above both of them still? Yes. Is Cam Newton still a lock to go one over all those guys? See, I mean, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating because the players, like the seven or eight elite players, are probably better than Cam. I just think you could have, like, I think it's a fascinating one. I, I was there, and I looked to my right when I was taking a leak right before the draft started. There was Blaine. Look to my left, and there was Cam. Like, because all those guys, the green room, you know, where all the NFL personnel kind of sits in front of them. I didn't even quite realize, you know, I mean, we knew it was a good draft, but. Anytime a draft is happening, you don't know. Like, J.J. Watt was not J.J. Watt. Guy, we took Danny Watkins with the Philadelphia Eagles. I remember
1: right. that pick, the firefighter from Canada, right?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it wasn't good. Yeah. I remember texting about that. He was like a 28-year-old firefighter from Canada. Well,
0: I like 26, but he was, he was oh, okay. a great player. You know, Win now mode. Win now mode. Where, did, where was he in school? Uh, Baylor. Baylor.
1: Played right so tackle. So he had been a firefighter and then went to Baylor.
0: No, he had gone to Butte. Where Aaron Rodgers went yeah, and was an All-American. They took him to uh, Baylor. I think RG3 was the quarterback. So, like, they were kicking everyone's ass. The offense was un- unreal. He was a right tackle. One of those, you know, like, oh, we can move him to guard. He could be an all-pro guard. And it, it actually made sense. And then it just turned out he was a weirdo and loved fires more than blocking. And it just was a disaster. Now, we're drafting, you know, in the end of the first round. It wasn't like J.J. Watt got passed for him. Yeah again i was just i was just Aaron boy back then but i uh, in fairness i did check him out on tape and i was like yeah this guy's good you know it is one of those like he had the
1: talent it was just all the stuff up here and yeah, that was that pick was in the 20s it's not like that pick was 8 i think right? there was a
0: moment in a preseason wasn't that pick like 23 or
1: something Yeah, it was 20, the second first round of the eagles had or something tw- like that 25 it was a weird deal i just yeah i
0: i do know there was a lot of uh a lot of uncertainty early with a pick. I'm talking guy. It was out of a lockout. By about the end of training camp, I don't think people felt great. Yeah. And you and the uh, here's the other problem. A guy named, that was the dream team. A guy named Jason Kelsey was the fifth round pick. Maybe he was the he was a six round pick. Same draft. And it's like when you have a guy in your draft class, and it's like your six rounder is your alpha, and you're like, uh, which big picture it turns out okay. You know, Kelsey's going to go down as an all time great philadelphia eagle and probably like a borderline hall of famer when it's all said and done but you're like our fifth round or sixth rounder should not be better than our first rounder
1: it's usually a red you black. tell yourself it all it all yeah. takes care of itself it all shakes out in the wash but you really would like to have that first rounder back yeah um all right before we get into it john let's tell people a couple things this is not sponsors we're just um, a couple companies that have been uh strong in the Bay Area for a long time, that are sports fans. Um, I remember meeting the guys at Evergood Sausage years ago when we were at 95.7. You've continued. You've had them on the uh, Periscope. So this is not advertising. Obviously, they they are um, uh, like everybody at a time where they're trying to provide for the uh, community and for their employees. And so we just wanted to pass along a couple – I don't know. I don't even know what you call them. Just messages of support. Well, I mean, I I think this is a
0: time – when you gotta support the local food industry. Uh it's it's throwing everyone off and for a loop. And Evergood Sausage, I get their pineapple sausage. They've been in business for over 90 years in the Bay Area. My guy Donnie Miller, who's third generation, his grandpa started the company a long time ago, 90 years. Might have been his great grandpa. And his dad played football at Cal. They they are just loyal Bay Area people who produce sausages and I like to eat sausages. And I get them at my local Safeway. You can get them at Costco, and uh, you know we're just—I'm just trying to support our friends and also our friends at Kinders. Uh, they have a lot yes. of like, you can find Kinders barbecue sauce and and you know dry rubs and stuff at the stores, but they also have legitimate restaurants. That I got one right by my house, Parkside one in Walnut Creek, and I get the barbecue chicken sandwich. And obviously the restaurant industry. Is been thrown for the ultimate loop. They can't have people in there. The place is always packed. You know, lunch and dinner, and it's just pickup only right now. So if you're in the area, I think there's ten in the Greater Bay Area. Uh, first one started in San Pablo in like n- the 1940s. I'm, again, I'm a barbecue chicken guy. They got good tri tip sandwiches. They they just got a lot of good barbecue. You know, if you're if you're out and about picking something up, doing whatever, and you're hungry, you want to get food for your family. Uh,
1: that they, they could uh, they could use your business. I've been craving some barbecue, John. It's a great idea. And like you said, the Kinder's barbecue sauce is in your grocery stores, too. So uh, it's a good combo right there. That's a good combo. Com- all right. We're community men, guy. That's right. So if you're not in the barrier, see, maybe you can order some of that online. Yeah, they got good meat. Um, all right. So a couple things. One, we just did a YouTube video about the virtual draft, doing the draft over Zoom. And uh, one thing that's come out of it, I think the one that probably got the most attention, the Cowboys have been putting out like their, not the whole interview that they do with people on Zoom, like draft prospects, but like a minute and a half clip. So they put one out of somebody on Tuesday morning. The, the Jalen Hurts one is the it, one I think a lot of people have seen.
0: The guy that was out Tuesday morning was the Wisconsin linebacker, who I, the uh, Bond, I think is his last name. Yeah, bon. yeah, yeah, that's right. He, he's a good player. I, because I, I was, I, I didn't know that much about him. I, I texted around, like, borderline first rounder. But, God, they have Jalen Smith and
1: Vanderesh. Like, they don't need this guy. What's funny watching the video, I thought, it was like, it's exactly the way any other job interview would go. Like, Mike McCarthy's just like, uh, what do we need to know about you? You know, what do you, what's the most important thing about you? You'd like to know. You'd like us to know. It's like, ah, uh, well, you know, I think I play hard. It's just like, it just it was a little bit of an insight. You know what's unique about that spot for these guys? And this
0: guy played at Wisconsin. Jalen Hurts has been at Alabama. It's still, anytime you're going up a level in life, it's still an intimidating situation. I mean, if you're these guys, especially doing Dallas, you're looking at fucking Jerry Jones on your Zoom sitting at his couch at his house in a pair of shorts and a cowboy pole, exactly what you or me would be wearing if we owned the Cowboys and we were self-quarantined. I thought it's just That's kind what of... I wear
1: without owning the Cowboys.
0: I actually think this whole process watching some of these teams operate is a little humanizing to the league. It's like, they're just kind of like everyone else, right? And like you said, it just, at the end of the day, there's a football element to it, but you're just kind of asking people about people, who they are, what they stand for. If a guy has never been in trouble, like there are going to be some guys in the draft that have been arrested or suspended or academically probate, whatever, and just have issues that you might want to dig into. But if a guy's just a good character guy, and you think he's a good player? You still got to ask him some, like, what do you ask him, right? About his family, yeah. about what makes him tick, and I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird spot.
1: But, I mean, you know what I think of, too, is, and I remember, like, we've heard these stories from our friend Greg Papa, who has just a treasure trove of stories, but specifically Al Davis stories about how Al used to have... You know, a guy in every city that would read the local newspapers and send him clippings so he could do recon on other teams before RotoWorld.com existed, and you could read every local teams. And I know you—you've told me before when you worked in the league uh, that was one of the jobs was just to compile clippings and news and notes and little nuggets and all that kind of stuff um, on teams. So you used to be able to see who a team visited with. Like I, that, to me, is one of the more fascinating parts of the draft. It's just how you do recon. To have an idea of, all right, we know the fight and Middlecoffs really like this quarterback out of Utah, based on the meeting they had with him, based on the fact that they had a scout at his at five of his road games, based on all this various. And then you read other stories about guys who they make a point not to go see a guy. Well, the chief, the Chiefs did that with Mahomes; they went totally stealth. So that like that whole dynamic, that mm-hmm. whole chess game is is really fascinating. And so you know, you wonder can you use Zoom in that way? I think I think the key is but here's
0: the other thing. You like when I pick up the phone, if I'm the West Coast Scout and I'm double checking all my guys, we have the information. The number one, like one of the main questions I ask them is, who'd you visit with? Who'd you talk with? This is pre COVID nineteen when you actually could follow. You still might miss some. Some players go, You know, my agent told me not to tell. And it's not like it's not like illegal for them to say that. Like, okay. Yeah. A lot of guys, it's just they just answer the question, right? Oh, the Cowboys. They don't even. They thinking do it in that. the local.
1: John, they'll do it in the local paper. They'll do like a local interview. It's always if a guy does like a guy plays at uh, LSU, he does his local Baton Rouge. They're like, huh? Hey, so who you who likes you? Oh, you know, I had a good meeting with the Niners. See, see, to me,
0: it even resonates more. I remember growing up in Davis, like when a UC Davis guy might get drafted, it was like, oh, the Cowboys brought him in. Oh,
1: the right, Eagles right, brought right. him
0: in, and it was a big deal to me that in some of the big or even Fresno State, when you have a guy that like this guy's going to get drafted, it was a really big deal. It's going to be a little harder to tell, like, how much I just Zoomed a guy for an hour. Does that even, are they just checking up on me? Now, I would say if Jerry is going to sit there and Zoom, you, you would probably say he's not going to waste his time, right? But there is there a well, little
1: gamesmanship? I mean, doesn't, he, doesn't he just love that part of the job, first what, of all? And what else is he doing? Oh, well, he is the you general know, manager. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the Panthers social media thing a while ago with Cam. Like, this is where if you're in lock, in lockstep with your social media team, you say, we want to throw people off the scent. Maybe we don't put out the video that we did with the guy we like. We want to throw them off the scent. Maybe we put out a guy we don't really think we're going to draft, a part of the video where we're all laughing, yucking it up, make it look like we really love each other. I, I wonder if any team would go to that extent. Someone tweeted me, did I
0: send you or did you send me the Jalen Hurts video?
1: I sent it to you. Okay, yeah. You you, maybe said, you sent it to me first. I don't
0: know. I, okay, so – Someone tweeted at me track or yeah, DM me this morning that if they asked me like the the Cowboys posted it right on Monday and they said do you think that's a scare tactic for Dak like hey we just who knows it's interesting and theory. my response was well whether you're gonna pay Dak the one year twenty seven and a half million dollars or sign him to a thirty plus million dollar a year contract you're gonna need a guy making about six hundred grand as the backup. So to me, the Cowboys would be in the draft a quarterback in the third, fourth round to be Dak's backup for financial reasons, right? You can't have... There's a reason. Who's the Seattle's backup? We never know. It's always like, the dude from TCU that got arrested? Like, I I have no clue who the Seahawks' backup is. You know why? Because he's probably always going to be on the minimum salary once you start making premium dollars, and especially a team like the Cowboys that are paying all these other people, like... Luckily, with like Jimmy or Derek Carr, guys that are in the twenty-six and below, you got a little wiggle room, right? You could justify it. Well, we can pay a guy. You know, Derek's making twenty million. You go Marcus twenty-seven. You're like, we have a twenty-seven million dollar quarterback. If Jimmy's making twenty-five and Mullins this year's making one and a half, you're like, oh, we got a twenty-eight million dollar quarterback. If you have a thirty-five million dollar quarterback, you can't have a five million dollar backup, right? Because you're just like all of our chips are in the middle of the table on. Russell Rodgers, Dak, whoever, I, I, you have to be in the mode of having a. I think the, I would imagine the Chiefs are going to be in this kind of lane here relatively soon. whenever they pay Mahomes, right, they're going to need. Right, are they? They're either going to have to get veteran minimum Matt Moore, which kind of feels like Andy likes, but eventually he'll draft some flyer in the fourth or fifth round that he just has at six hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You just it's, you start balancing the books, it gets. It's the thing about the NFL. You have this sweet spot when you get a Dak, when you get a Mahomes, when you get a Russell Wilson. You really do got to win it all, and then it's all kind of gravy. Then you might get back. Like I, I was thinking the other day. Like, could Seattle win another Super Bowl? Yeah, they 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 yeah. might. And they'll probably have one more legit run in them, right, where they're in the championship game or they make it to the Super Bowl. But it is a lot more difficult now for them, right?
1: Well, the other part of it, John, is not only do you really need to ne- win it, you really need the quarterback to be as good as you're paying him. Because as years roll over, like Mahomes will become the highest paid quarterback by far in year one. By year three, guys that aren't as good as him will be making as much money as him. And then the Chiefs will be back to having a little bit of an advantage, right? Like that's where Dak is like, okay, Dak, we're going to pay you like the guys that eat up a large percentage of the salary cap for other teams, like Russell. But you have to be able to deliver that much, or else the whole thing falls apart. Remember, for like three years,
0: once it was like well, Steph's ankles actually aren't bad.
1: We got him for three years for thirty-three yeah. million. The
0: next three years, right. Iguodala, Kevin Durant. It was like motherfuckers, it's on. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Steph needs a supermax. And it's become a lot more hit or miss lately. And football is very similar to that. With the quarterback is. And it, 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 The crazy thing is it doesn't even take Mahomes, right? It just takes Kirk Cousins. You know, it just takes Dak Prescott. Their their value, what they're going to get, whether they're wor- – look at Jared Goff. Like, we've argued over Carson Wentz, you know, whether he can stay healthy or not, but I don't think anyone ever argues, like, he's a max-level player, right? You would just – he's that talent. He's worth it. Now, there's risk in it with injuries – I think it gets difficult when you're like, is Dak and Kirk Cousins and guys like that max level players?
1: Uh, it happened. We're in the Bay Area, obviously. It happened to a degree. Now this is you don't have a cap per se in the same way the other sports do. But when the Giants, the Giants extended Madison Bumgarner when he was 22 years old, do a very team friendly deal. Same thing. It's, the consequences are different in baseball just because you can do a. You have more freedom with your with your salaries, but. Well, I saw, so, I
0: saw, read a headline. I think it was yesterday. I think it it was either McCaffrey's agent or might have been Marty Herney of the Panthers was like, "Yeah, we're we're having internal discussions about extending McCaffrey." And I wonder if you're them, you think about like, if this guy keeps putting up these historic numbers, he's just gonna be an outlier. Could we get him on a deal relative to running back slash receiver, something like? that just looks like one of the steals of the league because he's clearly one of the best non-quarterbacks.
1: I feel, I'm going to make a note. That feels like it could be a YouTube video.
0: Could we? Yeah, I mean, how much? Think about this guy. Two years ago, Le'Veon Bell is a free agent, got $27 million. We we talk about the receivers a lot, getting 60 plus million guarantee. Like, where does McCaffrey fall on this? Remember Jimmy Graham had the argument?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: McCaffrey's like, I, I don't know, guys. Check how many catches I have multiple years. Over... Yeah. Triple digits both years, triple. Not, I'm not catching sixty balls. I'm catching a hundred plus. And if worst case scenario, okay, you want me to just be a slot receiver, pay me like a receiver. That's fine. <laughs> just move me out there. Has it? Has a player ever? It happens to coaches do it to players,
1: but has a player just ever been like, hey, I'm switching positions? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to play? I'm just I'm a receiver now. But but it doesn't even matter. Like the Jimmy Graham one. Jimmy claimed he was a receiver because he was in the slot or out wide on 70% of his snaps. And the arbitrator was like, nah, still a tight end. But see, where
0: McCaffrey would get screwed is his percentage, where he's in the slot and behind the quarterback, would probably be at worst 50-50, right? He's just going to be behind the quarterback in the running back area. It, I mean, if we just watch Panther games, he's always back there. Even when he catches the ball,
1: he's screwed. They, yeah, they should start just calling him a tight end. Well, to me, he
0: should just... Like on his Twitter account, Christian McCaffrey, wide receiver, uh, his Instagram receiver. He just – you can't – don't call me a running back. Call me a receiver. He should and tell – Yeah,
1: but but Matt Rule should start talking about him like he's a tight end.
0: Yeah, I would go at Yahoo, at CBS Sports, at all the fantasy deals. I'm a wide receiver.
1: Right. I, but got, And then Rule would be like, you know, one thing we love to – we love to line our tight end up behind <laughs> our quarterback. It's really a new offense.
0: Uh, but I like, think wow, But, guy, I think, uh, run, I think running backs are cheaper than tight ends. It's close.
1: They're both. But tight ends are much cheaper than receivers. Much
0: cheaper than receivers, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tough call.
1: I, I feel for McCaffrey. <laughs> I, I think he's going to get low-balled. Yeah, he will. He will. Uh, the thing that really got us going on, uh, on, that, on this Tuesday morning was the MLB story. Give me some baseball, John. <laughs> uh, so Major League Baseball is trying desperately to find a way to get baseball back. And so here's the plan. This is not actually happening, for those of you that have missed the story, but this is the, one of the plans they are laying out. All 30 teams play with no fans in Phoenix. They play at the 10 uh, spring training facilities there. They play at Chase Field, where the Diamondbacks play. And, quote-unquote, perhaps other nearby fields. So, I don't know, maybe they play at a height. I don't even know what that means. A- ASU. Well, ASU plays at an old ASU, Arizona, Arizona plays at the old spring training at an old spring training facility. So you're right. That's definitely a good field. ASU's field is nice. Uh, So those are possibilities as well. Players and coaching staffs and other essential personnel would be sequestered at local hotels where they would live in relative isolation, travel only to and from the stadium, federal officials for the CDC have said they've been supportive of the plan that would adhere to strict isolation, promote social distancing, and allow Major League Baseball to become the first professional sports team to return. Here are a few, John, of the headline details. They would implement an electronic strike zone to allow the umpire to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and that, the bat. That's my favorite one. That's your okay. That <laughs> well,
0: one. because the it's like
1: okay, you're going uh, because you, you're going robo up, but you're still putting the home plate guy. You're just moving him back like six feet. Love that one. No mound visits from the catcher or the pitching coach. Love that one for yeah. like a real practice. That just I Speed it up. Seven inning double headers with an earlier than expected start date that could allow baseball to come closer to 162 games. That's crazy. I, I don't love that one. Um, regular use of on-field microphones by players as an added bonus for TV viewers. Like, cool. that, like that one. Yep. And this one is my favorite. Players sitting in the empty stands six feet apart, the recommended social distancing space instead of in a dugout. Here's the problem with that one, though. Sometimes it's a
0: little difficult to get up there. Right? Like, there's not like a smooth way to get there, but... I...
1: That's not the only problem. What's, what's the... Well, I mean, there's a million problems with that one. Like, so everyone's driving their own cars, then I assume because you're not busing from the stadium to the hotel and back. Well, you guy, you're, you're still going to be around each other. You're going to bus. What's my point is, like, yeah. the the sitting six feet apart to me in the stands. Yeah, once, it, once, it, once, once everyone's
0: Corona's free, you can be in the dugout together.
1: That one seems crazy <laughs> because you can't give everybody a car because guys will just go do their own thing. Like, yeah. just, oh, just four of us went to the golf course. Which is close, but we just snuck on. But eventually, See, like by June,
0: they might all be open. Why would they have to be sequestered?
1: Well, yeah, at that point, then this whole thing would we'll just let everybody back. They can go play in their home ballparks, if that's what's happening. But in the world where the world is, as it is today, sitting six feet apart, like, what, no one's going to high-five? Maybe they won't. Like, that's not Bash, that crazy. Bash Bros. But, but But everyone's going to stay six feet apart. That one seems pretty unrealistic to me. Now, especially if they're all wearing masks anyway – because there's a pickoff play at first. They're standing right next to each other. Guy,
0: okay, they're not going to wear a mask when they play. Are you sure? Did No. I think not. that's what they're doing in Korea. They, to me, there is zero chance, 100% zero chance, Major League Baseball players will wear a mask. That, that would not happen. I, I could not see that happening. But can we just start at the basic Okay, premise? well, then in
1: that case, you can't have a guy pick-off play at first. Like, if we're going to have a pickoff play at first, then why are they sitting six feet apart in the
0: stand? But again, they've already been tested they're corona-free.
1: That's part of this deal. Well, yeah, I understand, given that we, if we can trust that they're not sneaking out of the hotel at night. But I'm just saying, if they're all corona-free, then they don't need to sit sit six feet apart. Yeah, I mean, I I think that some of these are negotiable. The Korean Baseball League, John, they're playing with masks.
0: Yeah, I can't see the the Major League guys doing that. But can we just start with the basic premise of them trying to come back? Because, of course, to me, I read this late last night. I think the story broke. West Coast time at like nine o'clock. He tweeted out the article. Passing. Good yeah, and it, passing, I just—it was actually sneaky, longer than I thought. I was like, "God, this thing's long." It was good, good and juicy. Everyone that I saw on Twitter today hates the idea. Of course, they do. I loved it, and not what do necess- they hate about it? Well, just because I've
1: stayed off. Tw- I have really stayed off. One, Twitter one thing that
0: time. I hear a lot and I see on Twitter from especially media people is, "Why do sports want to come back? Sports? Why are sports?" And I think they talk about it like it's little league or high school sports, like it's just, like it's non-essential. Here's the problem with that line of thinking: baseball, for example, it is not little league. It's a ten billion dollar industry, and I would imagine—I'm just going to educated guess—nine of that ten billion get taken get generated from March first through October thirtieth. <laughs> Like the majority of that 10 that pays for fucking everything from the stadiums to the players to it all gets generated over that stretch of the baseball season. Now, Passon wrote that the majority of the 10 billion or a large percentage of the 10 billion are Mm -hmm. gate receipts. Right. A lot of people tweeted at me said that MLB Network said that that only accounts for 30%. So,
1: maybe- well, well, but, but, but I think here's, here's where I think it makes sense. He wrote the largest proportion of the annual revenues are from the gate receipts. So it could be 30% of the 10 billion is from the gate and no other number is higher than 30%. So maybe so take- TV's
0: 25, maybe merchandise yeah, exactly. another 20. Yep. Okay. I think that's how it works. Okay. Makes sense. Local revenue per 15. Okay. I get it. So you just remove the 30. You are immediately, if you're just going, we might. You're at 7 billion. But your expenses, I don't know if people have follow pro sports, they have a massive fucking expense called the players. So if you start playing, what do the player? If if you make 100 grand and you're furloughed or whatever kind of like the players are. You you it's out of your control. It is what it is. You know, it's in a contract. You you it's at, you can't do anything. But the moment they go, "Okay, it's time to work again." What would you say? "Well, pay me my salary." Right? I want that hundred grand. Well, that company is used to revenue coming in to pay that hundred grand and they'd be losing a huge chunk of it. That's why I see everyone on social media freaks out when people get laid off or or furloughed. It's basically because revenue has stopped for these companies. So baseball, I, I... I like, we're not going to stay quarantined forever. We're fucking almost a month into this thing. Like, it's, it's ideally, if the curve flattens, we can get back to the real world. So why wouldn't some of these companies, like that's what Major League Baseball is, try to be the first to jump on it? And I'm not saying this is going to work or not, but I do like their mindset of, we got to get back or we are going to be, if the season does not happen, there, there's a reason Donald Trump's giving out subsidies to all these industries to keep them afloat. What if baseball just went from $10 billion to zero for a year? What, like the A survived? Tampa survived? How do these teams survive? Like I'll tell you what does not happen. The owner does not cut a personal check to keep the team afloat. So either the league floats alone or the team, something happens. Like this is, they're, they're not recession proof either. To me, it got me thinking why all these commissioners, the NFL was probably just a part of it and, base, and even golf, but why the most important people on that Donald Trump call with all the commissioners were basketball and baseball. Like, can we get some subsidies if we can't come back? Like, can you help us out? Like, I, I yeah, that's I mean, re- the
1: good news—you made this point to me. Basketball, in the end, played a lot of its season, so they did not make money. They did right? generate cash for you know, six months or whatever. Yeah, baseball would be generating none. Like, but one thing but,
0: they, but their playoffs are a huge percentage. Well, of yeah, there's no day. doubt.
1: But like the war, like as an example, the Warriors. I saw Anthony Slater wrote this the other day they weren't going to the playoffs. They lost basically seven home games. Now, the much bigger part of the pie they get it's that's an oversimplification because they're losing concerts, which is a, a big fucking deal. Um to them, you get the Levis but, email that uh uh whatever the monster trucks or whatever just got yeah. canceled. Like everything's yep. getting canceled. Yeah. But baseball's time to 10. Now, they all their dates are buying like they have concerts too when their teams are on the road and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of but the, uh, but their their eighty one home lost. games are huge right they're massive it's forty thousand i mean in theory <laughs> well forty thousand people so yeah i it's a huge deal and i and i and i think it it'd be it would not be we talk about like is it a good look to have a draft or whatever i know it would not be a good look as baseball teams getting subsidies right that would I think that's probably the last thing they want to have to try. Okay, to so it's
0: like we just have teams go under and just let natural selection right, no. take its place. That's fine. I mean, it's just no, no. See I you, see your teams.
1: I'm not arguing with you. I get it, but I, I think it'd be people would be hard pressed to to be okay with that. My, my point. Um,
0: my point is though, the guy they don't need subsidies because you can come back. You just might have to do it a little differently than normal because I, it, it it feels like at, at least on social media people are rooting for the shutdown to last like six months. And that's just see. I don't think people. Biz-
1: I don't think. I don't think that's true. I don't think people are rooting for the shutdown to last. I think people are are being overly cautious about making sure that when it does come back, um, it's not forced in a way that creates a larger health issue in the end. I don't think. I don't think people in the media are rooting for it to last six months.
0: Yeah. See, I I, I get. I, I think a lot of people in the media get a little anti-business. It's just natural. And they, they, they look at this like, you know, these corrupt guys forcing the issue. It's all greed. It's greed because they're trying to keep the business
1: afloat. But, but keep I don't it think going. there's no, but they all make money when the sport is happening. But that's where I'm
0: saying it's very, it's convoluted. It's, it's but, why it's, But the I don't whole think they're so rooting awkward. for
1: it to not. Uh, I think they would love for it to come back because it's safe for it to come back. I don't think anybody is rooting for it not to be safe for it to come
0: back. Yeah, but my point is sometimes in business, you, you can't, especially social media. If you just follow their blueprint, you'll lose. You know, the NBA is a good example. They've kind of followed theirs, and they're losing. Yeah, you, but you have to be aggressive and act, and that's why I give baseball okay, a lot get, of credit. That's, for hold being on, that's out fair. That's
1: that's fair. But to say people are rooting for it not to be safe to come back, I do not think.
0: No, I don't fair. say they're rooting for it not to be safe to come back. I'm just saying you get the vibe of like they wouldn't mind if like you know, some of these leagues hurt a little bit. It's just it it it, it, it impacts so many other people. It just yeah, makes me. It, I, Again, I guy, I don't think you're spending enough time on there and I'm trying to do less too. It's an uncomfortable place right now.
1: Well, I I get that it's uncomfortable and I get the, but I think a lot of I think what that stems from is do not force people to come back before it's safe for it to come back. I don't think people are rooting for it not to happen. I think that's the difference, especially to me the difference is in pro sports and college sports. Like asking college athletes to come back and play in front of an empty stadium when schools are not in session. I think it's crazy. Well, but 100%. I'm not, I'm talking nothing about college. No, no, I I know you're not, but I'm just saying that, like, that is one where I think there is a real, hey, hey guys, like, I I definitely feel what you're talking about there. I don't feel it with pro sports as much. The the
0: difference, too, with pro sports, some of these guys want to, I would say a a large majority want to come back. Why? Because it's their money. It's how they, they get
1: their cash. You're talking about the media or the athletes?
0: I'm talking about the players. I, I don't even... I, I think the me. I, I can't even... I don't... I'm sorry to even bring up the media, but I I, I think they have been... Had a rough couple of weeks. Just the overall vibe of everything of... And I'm not saying anyone's rooting for the corona, but it's just like... I, it's been a bizarre experience on social media with people like... That view sports like it's like little league. Like you said, with the kids... No, this is pro sports that, that functions. Our society, you can't shut down America, and we have, and you can't, but we've had to pay for all these businesses or else all of America would go under. We got I would imagine by the end of this week we'll have $20 million in unemployment. We are in an economic disaster right now, potentially, if this lasts all the way through, let's just say, middle of May. It is a fucking disaster. Well, do you know who it is also a disaster? I mean, this is what gets back to the sports. It's a disaster right now for the NBA. It could be a real disaster for baseball, given that they never even started. we're talking economic disasters, and that's where I think that a lot of people in the media sometimes they just struggle with the way money works and they just don't have a great feel for it i don't they just okay don't.
1: okay, but that's that's different than rooting against it to be okay for things to come back but
0: everyone's react to me it's like not necessi- it's not going to come back perfectly. There's not just going to be like hit the snap your right. fingers and then just right. thirty thousand. It's going to totally be a little agree. uncomfortable. I been at saying fir- that from
1: the beginning. It's going to
0: be uncomfortable at first when everyone first starts. 100%. 100%. Yeah, but someone's going to start is, first.
1: Th- no doubt. But time will tell who started too early and who didn't. Did anybody start too early or did the person that started first wait till the right time? But but I'll say that's this, what history will tell us.
0: Like Adam Silver's taking all this credit we ended first. Y- y- Adam.
1: Yeah, you, but but again, John, that's that that is irrelevant. But I'm just saying th- I, I they had their hand forced. Anybody that's paying attention knows they had their hand forced. I, I think it's irrelevant who comes back
0: first because they're all going to come back, and no one's going to unless someone like dies of corona. But but this is my point. It's
1: irrelevant as long as it's done the right way. But, but I think but that's are what I think. For it what, what, what the is way. the
0: right way though? There is no right way. This there's no blueprint there on this. Is. What? No no there's no, blo-
1: there's there's no wait blooper. till vaccine. History- wait till no, no 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 no. I don't. The point is we will know. History will tell us if we waited long enough or not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll know if baseball comes back. I mean, like 10 back. years or whatever. No, I mean. I'm just. We'll know if baseball comes back and seven players get corona in the first week that they fucked it up. Yeah, but I, I'd
0: say this. This is back to the basketball thing. All those basketball players got corona and they're all like fine. So it's like, what? Is it even a big deal if they're all sequestered? Because it's already been said that the young well, guys Well, but the are question. But again,
1: so seven baseball players get coronavirus in a week. Does baseball continue or does it not? Like, that'll be. NBA stopped when it became apparent they had to stop. I don't give them credit for that. So then the NBA comes back. One guy gets corona. Does everyone have to stop? Then
0: that's where it gets kind
1: of like. Well, yeah, I think the complication now it'll the difference in in timing will be immediate tests for everybody. Do we all do we have the test where well, it's that, like five that, minutes you get a test result? That was right. part of the
0: deal here in baseball and basketball. But yeah, if we don't have
1: that, then yeah, you do have to stop because you don't know. Did the guy get it a week ago from a guy on another team that like we would ha- it would have to stop. And well, I think that's the. To that's, me, that's the risk. Is like if you're going to start, you just got to be ready to start. Well, that's part and of the think, ba- well, that's part of basketball
0: and baseball. They're going to have the
1: immediate testing ready. Okay, okay, that's fine. But that's where I'm saying, like, what happened a month ago doesn't. That's, like, we got to make sure that it, the environment is different when you restart than it was a month ago. I, I guess my overall point: let's say a guy
0: gets corona. It, I guess if no one had corona, how would they get corona? But as you can see, people would be out and about if it's yeah. you know, June. Does he have to stop playing? Do you have minor? I saw Mark Kreidler had a good tweet. The one complicated part about this, anyone knows the falls baseball, like guys get hurt, you bring dudes up from the minors. Like it's not just you couldn't just roll with your twenty five man roster and be like, we're good for four months. That's not the guys strain arms, especially the way they haven't been training. It could be actually kind of ugly. You'd probably need like forty five guys just kind of hovering and
1: ready. Right. I'm not saying that it's like you would. I think you're right. You probably expand rosters. It's an
0: extremely complicated thing. I just give them credit for being aggressive to get back. And my point is like I am not going to feel shame for saying I fucking can't wait for them to come back. And when they come back, you know what? Yeah, it's not going to but it's, but guy, it's but not, not those, but on social media people so are not going okay to be okay with it. But you no, that's a big John. I'm telling you they will they will get crushed.
1: Some people will hate it. Most people will, guy, because no, it's not going to be no, comfortable. No, no. I promise you. Maybe your ti- but no, most people is not your fucking timeline. Those are not the same thing. That's my point. Well, Your yeah. timeline is not like, okay. I that, guess that, most people on things. social
0: media is what I'm talking about, which
1: includes the media, who's the loudest. There, there's Some be- media will hate it, some won't, whatever. But my point is hating it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And maybe the people that hate it and are wrong are wrong. Time will tell. Yeah, I will I, tell. I, but but again, my ultimate—the reason I start arguing about this point—that's different than saying I'm rooting for it to never come back because I want to teach a lesson to millionaires. I to me, that is not not what's happening. Now, are people saying they are putting people at risk because they're greedy and that they are wrong? That's okay. my that's my point. But that's but that I'm just so I'm good. We're fleshing this out. But to me, then what what you're saying is there are people that are that that are um. You you are saying they are wrong to be saying that this is not worth considering. That's totally fair. But I think that's different than rooting against it. My point is baseball
0: would stand up and be like, you guys got to stop talking about us like Little League. We're a $10 billion business. And if you if if it's going to be uncomfortable when we can come back, even if we can come back and keep people in relatively safe, as, as safe as we possibly can given the time, when it feels like other businesses are open up, you have to realize if we just don't play this season, which I think some people would be like, if it never gets to the point where you're fully like 100% and it's never going to be 100% in the next couple months, but there are going to be a time when it's maybe like 90% or 85%. You're going to have to push the envelope because we will have teams just go under. So we just might lose three or four teams because that's what fucking happens in the real world. That owner...
1: No, we probably should lose three or four
0: Well, teams. yeah, but the team with the A's, he ain't cutting a check to like keep his team afloat. The yeah, Rays I mean, are these teams, so it's like, do they get well, again, but the, subsidies? But, but, but again,
1: the league, the league, I think that's a situation where the league makes sure right? the teams don't disappear. I think the league steps in, in those scenarios. Well, that's
0: what the NBA's had to do and potentially have to do right now. But again, they were much more equipped because they did have 80% of the season. They got a bunch of television revenue. They did have some cash. Right, yeah. where I think the baseball, well, the cash hasn't started flowing.
1: And one thing Passon wrote was like there is a large gap because your your local TV revenue is the money that you get. It's not just distributed equally, and there's a large gap. Like the biggest and the and the least is like a hundred million dollars. So one of the things they've said is if we do this, we've got to at least change it for this year where everybody gets an equal cut of the money.
0: Yeah, to me that makes. However they come back, baseball and basketball, I'm rooting for them to come back soon, guy. I, I really am. Because the, the information we have, the corona it feels again, well, I'm quarantining the shit out of quarantine. So are you, so is everyone I know. That if this goes, it's April 7th. We've been on this for almost a month now. You give it another four weeks, we're going to be seven, eight weeks deep into this. Like, we should get to a time, we got to start open. we're going to have to open things up again. We can't just shut down. And I include these guys, and everyone's like, why does baseball have to come back? Well, they can't afford not to if other people are coming back. Now, they have to adapt. No fans. I don't know exactly how to do it. I don't have all the answers, but I will be fully support, and I like their mindset, also of beating the NBA to the punch. Because there might be a period of three or four weeks where the NBA, and there was an article yesterday by Baxter Holmes where a GM was like, we will not do it if... It is not socially acceptable. And I go, what is socially acceptable? Because everything that's socially acceptable to you guys is based on Twitter. And then the real world, like you've said, in fairness, you're right, it's completely different. The They might be waiting long so baseball can actually take advantage and kind of get... I, I just saw a Rash, uh, Markazi, the dude that writes for the LA Times, had the numbers on WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday. They did it in front of no fans. It was like record-breaking numbers. Well, it isn't... uh. Dana White going to buy an island for the UFC to go fight Well, on? it's another thing. Everyone thinks Dana White's crazy. He just goes, we can't afford to not fight. We're fighting. And I, you know what? It's There's the aggressive people and the non-aggressive people. Again, I'm not saying put lives at risk, but there's going to come a balance of you're going to have to uh, 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 weigh your risk here. And right now, like I'm not supporting it April 7th. But I'm talking about mid May. That's a month and a half. Everyone freaks the fuck out when you start talking about May, June, or July. It's like, guys, it's April seventh. We've already been quarantined for almost a month. Can't we just have some hope of middle of May? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not
1: Dr. Fauci here. But that's my point. It's like it goes both ways though. Like to 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 to, 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 to be so positive that it, it that to not do it would be a disservice to the world or to those companies. We just don't know. Well the curve is legitimately flattening. Right? Yeah. Good. I mean, that's just, happening. Hey, when the CDC says, yeah, yeah, you can go play some baseball games. Cool. I've said this from the beginning. I don't have a fucking, I don't have an opinion. I just know what I think, but But I'm not making predictions. I mean, sorry, I do have an opinion, but I'm not making predictions based on my takes. I'm not either. No, no. But all I'm saying is like, I think this thing has gotten pretty clear cut in terms of who the experts are and who they aren't. So if Major League Baseball says we've talked to the experts and this is what they say we can do, then I, I don't know how you could really argue against it. I would say that they'll have a better idea, and I agree they have to have a contingency plan
0: in. There might be a decent chance that you can just play at your local stadiums by the middle of May and just have no fans there.
1: Yeah, the, I guess the problem Travel
0: is... Travel and for the... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's complicated. This one, I think they view it, and why the NBA wanted to do the Vegas bubble, they can just control it. Like, we talk about the the draft. One thing I think that's making a lot of these teams uncomfortable, it's easy for them to say we're going to get hacked, it's just to me it's just it's out of their control they're like we're on this program that we didn't create like it's just baseball and basketball realize well fuck it there are going to be hoops in different cities and different towns and different states let's just go to a place where we can control it and attempt to make 70% of our revenue and that's where i think back to the media it's like, guys, you do understand 70% is better than zero. And if they go to zero, the, you, you, these sports, I mean, we're talking major, major issues. Major issues. Financial issues. And it's very pro player. It tends to be like the media. Like, the players aren't going to get paid. And, and I, I actually give a lot of these players credit. Now, I know they're super rich. But guys can be young and immature. I'm shocked. I guess not shocked because a lot of these guys are so rich. No one said anything yet. Like, you know, my, my house payment's big. Just a comment because that, those used to be famous in that, like when we were growing up. Those p- comments happen all the time, and maybe it's because the media used to look for them and like try to get them. They knew it. I don't think the guys necessarily look for them as much. Try to make a guy look bad. It's kind of just a bad look. Uh, but I, I am, I, I just wonder how long we go in baseball season because the other thing in baseball season, unlike the NBA, a lot of younger players in baseball actually don't make that much money and I bet they kind of live maybe more luxurious life than Aaron judge making 650 grand. He ain't making $30 million a year that you start getting, however they factor it in like their unemployment with this pot, his numbers probably like what he's used to making It's one thing for Stanton or, you know, Scherzer, you right. guys have huge cash in the bank. It's another thing for Matt Olson, Chapman, some of the young guys that actually are probably getting money that who knows, maybe his house costs more than what he's getting. I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it's going to start getting weird the longer this goes for them economically, financially. Right. And that's what that to me I think more people that in America right now I would say 50 and under are much more frightened and threatened economically than of the corona.
1: Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I agree. Yep. I think that's fair. Because because I think they say, "Okay, I can control right or wrong. I can just stay in my house." But most, how do I how, most do, I are. Yeah. Right. Well, how well, do I make money? Yeah, how do I? am laid off. Pay my rent. How do I put food? Like literally, food on the table. I, a. How do I fucking go get food? I, 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 B, How do I pay for it? I talked to someone the other
0: day, who said their kids go to private schools. Obviously, schools are canceled. Their private school does not. You don't. You have to keep paying. And he's like, "There's nothing we can do." It's like kind of crazy, but they're not going to give you a prorated deal. And if you, if you stop paying, because they, they, they might not let you back in. The teachers? I don't know, but he's just like, everyone at the school is paying. Half the people are really mad, but there's wow. nothing. They got you by the balls. And I think that's happening in a lot of these towns, that it's just getting very, very complicated. And that's why, again, yeah. guy, I, I, I am just pro, first and foremost, quarantining, corona ending. But us living a fucking economic, at some level of normalcy, and hopefully the next... 45, 60 days?
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But I, I guess the original point was I, I think everybody is pro that because it benefits everybody. And even the people in the media that uh, think owners are being greedy, let's say, in the end, they just know, greedy or not, those guys, for me, I need to pay bills. So I, I do think it is in everybody's best interest to get everything back and rolling. Um, You know, now- I...
0: Can you play games outside in Arizona in the middle of July? Can you? What
1: do you mean? Like, is it too hot? Yeah. I mean, do they... they clearly- yeah, see, so that's... I To me, the seven-inning doubleheader thing is like, guys, do not try and play 154 games. Because D- I do think you are asking... I shouldn't say a lot, but I think you're stretching these... If you start playing 14 innings a day and these guys are four and a half you're asking them to stick to the rules and like just stay in your hotel and don't do anything stupid you could argue this gets them out to the field i i just i i think that's too i would try and make it like a 90 game season and just play nine inning regular games double headers to me in the heat seems like you're i'm not going to say taking advantage they're getting paid but that's a little too much because i'll tell you this i saw brett anderson tweeted a shot did you see this is he in the league right now yeah, he's got a $5 million contract from somebody. Okay. He, did you see this? Uh, I think someone forwarded it at me. I didn't really look at it. He tweeted a screenshot from the passing an article, and he highlighted this passage. Um, the logistics would be enormous and cumbersome on the league side and would require the buy-in of players whose sources expect to be skeptical of separating from their families for an indefinite amount of time perhaps as long as four and a half months, okay? So they're going to have to be away from their families for four and a half months. Brett Anderson retweeted that and wrote, it begins and ends right there. In other words, the player's not going to have that.
0: Guess what, Brett? You don't fucking speak for every And player.
1: that's where I, I read that and was like, bro, you got a $5 million contract. That means over 162 games, you make $30,000 a game. And I actually... Don't want to be totally dismissive like let's say you get two young kids you don't for like if you just take a step back and go i'm not going to see my family for four and a half months it would be easy for me to say hey man four and a half months like it's not that big a deal get back to work but okay that's on a human level that's that would be hard that would be hard but this is to your point where it's like that's the sticking point like because i know a lot of people right now the 20 million or 10 million that are unemployment if you said Suck it up for four and a half months. You'll get $30,000 a day. They go, fuck it. Okay. I'll make it work. And that's probably an easy argument for me to make from my couch. But that's, that kind of pissed me off where it's like, hold on. It begins and ends right there. Like that's not making $5 million this year. Does Brett Anderson speak for the players though. I don't know. I don't know. But passing did right. The buy-in of the players on this, the source says it would, they would be skeptical of separating from their families for an indefinite amount of time. That might be a sticking point for them. And that's where you would get like, okay, what starts to happen from a public standpoint where people would start to get opinions, either a dude, get back to work. If the CDC says, this is the only way we can play baseball. And it's going to mean earning your money and making a lot of money for the, for the machine that it is. And it means a lot of little people make some money too to get back to work. That's where it could get a little weird. Well, I saw if, Passin, if that, let's say, John, if, that's the, if everyone's ready to roll and that's the hang-up. I saw Passon just tweeted out, like a video
0: he did, I think with Van Pelt. It might have just been on Get Up. I don't know. One of those. And he said, funny thing is about that situation. I talked to a player. He's like, there are a couple guys in the league that I just bounce shit off of, right? And I started thinking, like, I wonder, is that Scherzer? Like, who is he talking to? <laughs> uh, so are he talking to? And he said, what if this meant you don't get paid, but you got to go to the Arizona thing? And the guy at first was like, you know, maybe I just wait. wait say
1: it. that again. What if it you're saying you'd have to go do the four and a half months in order to get paid?
0: Yes. So you'd yeah, have okay. to go to Arizona or you guys just wouldn't get paid. Kind of like that funny word that basketball is using, that coup de de where they just, you know, give you nothing. Right. They have that ability. Force majeure. Yeah. <laughs> Force majeure. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look for the video, but I think here it is. It was good, though.
1: Players get paid in 2020. What is your sense of how that would go? I had this exact conversation. There's some players around the league who I, you know, sort of use as litmus tests for for theories, and something like this had been percolating around. And so I asked a player a couple days ago, Hey, if you have to go into a bubble city.
0: And you are separated from your family for an indeterminate amount of time and this is a player who has a wife and kids is that something that's going to work for you and his initial response was no effing way Hmm. yesterday afternoon I get a text from the same player says talked with my wife And she said, if the only way that I get paid this year is by having to go into the bubble, here I come, bubble. (laughs) So I I think there are a lot of players that when you do the thing, money stops because there would be that time. It might be in a month. It might be in whatever. Money goes to zero. And this is our option. I think a vast majority of players. I'm not saying Brett Anderson would be alone. I think he would be in the heavy minority of guys who just would say, "Fuck it, here we
1: go." And it also might be exactly what you just played, right? Where their first reaction is Brent Anderson's reaction, or the guy that passed and talked to, and then everyone gets together and goes, "All right, what are other options?" And the answer is, there are no other options. This is this is the option. I've uh,
0: that changes mine. I ran out of shows to watch, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna rewatch the thing that got me to sign up for Netflix, House of Cards, and with Frank Underwood, the first four or five seasons are just fantastic. This is where the 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 owners, their general managers, would have to be really utilize politically the agents to talk their players into this idea, and this is where I think just big picture in those two leagues, where the Bob Myers, where Farhan's, whoever in basketball and baseball that are super tight, and luckily in baseball and basketball for the most, I guess baseball can be a hit or miss with what with uh, Scott Boras. But in basketball, it feels like most of the high-level GMs have really good working relationships. Same with baseball, actually. You need to talk these guys into it so we all benefit financially, right? And this is... Because that's, again, guy, my overall point with this, it's just about the fucking money. That's the only thing this is about. If if, if, if money meant nothing, they would just take the year off and it was just like, press pause for you, and and they could do it. It's all about the money. Because no one ever wants to go from... We run a... If you run... If this podcast was a $10 podcast, would we want to go to zero or make that $10 even if it got a little weird? Or let's say this, even if it was going to get a little weird, but we were able to make $7. Well, what if you were running a $10 billion business and it was like, well, guys, we are we might go to zero this year. Or, you know, it's going to be a terrible year, but we'll get to 6500000000 It's billion. So we'll fucking take our lumps, but we'll stay afloat. And that's all this is. That's the whole thing. Start and finish. Of
1: course. But of course.
0: But, but it's also back to the virus of you're going to have to do some things probably that are uncomfortable and definitely at first that are going to be viewed as pushing the limit, I, I, I think. Just whoever's first is going to be viewed as is, is going to be nowhere near like the majority of people being like, smart move. I'm not saying we won't like watching. I'm just saying when it gets announced, they're going to the bubble. People will be like, what the fuck are they doing? Not necessarily with all the craziness of the umpires and the dugouts. I- I'm talking even before that. I'm just talking when they're going to go start yeah. the training sessions, right, as teams, and they're going to get daily corona checks. And I- I'm talking the immediate first steps, I think, will be the have heavy pushback.
1: I think you're right. I don't disagree with you there. Why there will be pushback was my initial disagreement. But I think at the point in time that you're – uh, describing, I think there will be a question like, okay, what does Anthony Fauci say about this? What does he say? Is that Dr. Fauci's first name? Dr. Fauci, <laughs> yeah. Point guard. Regis High. <laughs> you know what? Because one thing like Kirk Herbstreet came out and got crushed like a week and a half ago, right? And Brian Kelly was like, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet's not a doctor. And Dabo's like, Kirk Herbstreet's not a doctor? There's going to be football. And I'm like, yeah, Dabo, you're not a doctor. How the hell do you know? The one issue I had with Kirk was Kirk's statement was are Dabble's pre- kids on his team or aren't Kirk's Herb's team kids on the team? Yes. Or maybe, they, maybe they're done now, aren't they? Maybe. But are was, they still there? Yeah. yeah, it felt like I don't know. But uh, Brian Kelly was really the one. L- a lot on of blow, lot of blowback from the a lot college of blowback. Coaches. Yeah. And my thing was, like, just listen to what he's saying. I don't think it's that crazy. Now, the one issue I would say is his statement. Basically, one of his premises was that you can't have sports until there's a. um. Uh, or you can't have gatherings in general until we're able to have a, uh, what's it called? Social distancing, wipe, oh, vaccine. A vaccine. I you. thought
0: you were going to be like, so, yeah, and then he was like, I'm Monday Night Football, bitches, I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so that was his premise that I thought when I heard it was, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's true. And then Dr. Fauci has since said he doesn't think we'll be waiting until there's a vaccine until we start getting things back up and running again. So, um, well, so, I mean, I, if, we to, thing, if we have to wait till there's a vaccine, we're just we're in a great depression. That's what. Yeah. yeah. But I, again, I don't. That's so. Because um, uh, that's clearly not the, the plan. Other, the, these guys have been. No, told no, no. But no not, one's saying no one's yeah. saying that. No one's saying that. Um, The other part of this is. Everybody got hit without a plan holding their dicks. Right. Ba- basketball went from, oh, we can keep playing to canceling. College basketball went from "Oh, we'll play without fans" to canceling. This nation got exposed with his with his pants down a little bit. In fa- so, in fairness,
0: I, it was a curveball, kind of out of nowhere. That you know, we've been alive for thirty five. I've never seen. Anything yeah,
1: like this. but there, but there were there were scientists who two years ago said there was there were there were things out there that could have been done, not to know we were preparing for this, but to be prepared for something that that weren't done, but. This is where I say, John, I think the lesson in all of that is you've got to prepare as if the things that we don't think you'll be able to do, you'll be able to do, so that when the moment comes that you're able to do them, you're ready. And so that's where, to your point, with baseball putting the stuff out there is like, yeah, they they should be preparing for the second they're told, hey, you guys can execute this plan. It is It is healthy enough. It is safe enough to do this, that they're ready to do it. And the only way to be ready for something like that is to have conversations that feel uncomfortable ahead of time. I, I guess back to what you said about
0: things you could have been prepared for. To me, that's a government issue. Like I can't. I have a hard time with Adam Silver's just his words, but I can't necessarily blame the NBA or the NCAA or baseball to, of not knowing what the fuck to do, right? Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm with you. Yeah. Or the and everyone just like what? agreed. Like yeah, a, yeah. A, a, you know, or just any business. Like if you just run you know, Del Monte foods or, you know, whatever. You just, I, I, I can't blame it on the private sector at all. Like that to uh, no, me I'm is not. a government yeah, deal, don't. but I I do know that clearly don't you agree that they've got positive news would be strong, but they, they, they've kind of been told some things on that call for this story to come out two days later, which they probably were doing their own research Feeling like it's kind of headed toward a positive way, so the NBA and and the uh, and baseball that have the pertinent things happening right now, kind of start. Maybe we can push our two plans. That's why they had the call this weekend. Well, and this all gets back to the NFL. They get a little lucky. They just get to like be on the conference call with their feet up because it's like time is kind of on their side, right? I'm not saying that they're not yeah. like worried, yeah. but they they do have a buffer where the, every day that goes by for baseball is a negative, right? Every day that goes by for basketball is a negative. Like they would, yeah. both these two sports want to start ideally as soon as humanly possible. Just like Haberman and Middlecoff's restaurant at the corner of whatever street wants to come back as soon as humanly possible and open up. That's and that's where I, every single restaurant and, and just any business wants to open up as soon as humanly possible, right? And that's they probably a lot of them are going to do it. I guess there are rules and stuff with restaurants, right? The government can control you. But the leagues, a little bit, I I don't know. I don't know exactly how that would work. Maybe they would get put on some
1: essential list. Uh, Well, but you know what you're making me think is like they do have, I think one area where it would be the why why sports being one of the first things back without fans would be the most palpable pro sports is because the workforce makes so much money. Right, because a, a professional athlete is so well compensated for their work, that is different than saying we're opening candy factories back up and all the candy workers have to go back for minimum ma- wage to start making Tootsie Pops. This one is one where people go, you're not really holding anybody's feet to the fire like a low-income worker who's going back to work in an unsafe environment. You're saying we have the money as an industry, as a baseball league, to make sure that we're testing people every day. We have the money as an NBA, as a league, to make sure we're testing people every day. Our athletes um, are so well compensated for this that whatever the risk is, is worth it to them. And so everybody is going into this eyes wide open. Like In that way, sports do have kind of, a, uh, I think, an ability to... Even though I'm with you, there will be some initial pushback to kind of be welcomed back by everybody just because the people involved. there is so much money being generated from the very top of the totem pole to the very <clears throat> bottom of that financial totem pole. And on top of that, like people are going to enjoy like it will perhaps be some vehicle for everybody together to be unified about something as a public.
0: I I, I was very. uh I would have said Thursday and Friday baseball and basketball were in major trouble I, I think a little differently four days later just with some of the information coming out about the curve about some of these states I mean there are a lot of states that are really limited you know death wise I mean New York is really kind of an outlier in America when you look at some of the charts again I'm not a doctor we just look at some of these charts they make up we're actually doing pretty well guy our, our numbers are starting to decrease in in California and clearly because we quarantine so immediately and some of the southern states just some states even if they haven't followed the rule just benefit from the way the state is set up like one thing new york just has working against it is the density and the amount of people it's like what three or four times the size of san francisco in terms of quantity of humans all kind of living like that very you know european like it's just most of our cities You know, and and definitely a lot of our states, like you go to Utah or you go to a lot of these states are not built like that.
1: Yeah, it's one issue I had with people. I saw a lot of people early in the week making fun of the South on social media because they have there was a map that came out that showed by cell phone pings like the areas that did the least amount of traveling. Yeah. Well, and and in like the East and in the in the Northeast and up and down the West, there wasn't as much traveling as there was. In like you know Wyoming, Montana, in the Midwest and the South, it's like well yeah those I, I don't have to travel as much like I can walk to the corner store and get what I need if I have to. In more rural area, areas, it doesn't necessarily mean people are hanging out more. It just means they have to drive a little further to get to their
0: groceries. Someone store. did a maps uh, the same map of the average household that lives within a certain distance of a gas station or a food place, and it clearly is dramatically farther down there. Yeah. than it is where me and you live, or someone in New like York, or someone in Seattle. Well, it's yeah. just But th- that's where it just, it's outrageous right now, and I do think the power, and I'm not even just using the sports media, it's just some of these things are so visceral when you see them. All of our reactions are similar, Like because my first thought was like, oh, fucking self! And then you realize, that I kind of read up, I'm like, yeah, this isn't even, can we get a little context here? And then you realize, this isn't, but you just see, did you see the thing? CBS News tweeted out... I guess there's this chick on Instagram. She's like, makes things up. And she made up that she was dying. She was a nurse. And she used fake video. And they retweeted it. Or they tweeted it. It was completely fake. It was a hoax. And the first... Even Albert Breer in his MMQB was like, this makes your heart hurt. And if you went into it without knowing, it was very powerful video. And that's what I think that the... What's difficult about this... What's great about the pandemic... You get information out pretty fast, right? Twitter, Facebook, TV, whatever. You got a lot of different avenues. There's also just a lot of craziness, and it makes it difficult. It makes the situation get uncomfortable because a lot of people are basing their thoughts on information. I is everything you're getting or I'm getting true or not true? I don't know. That's what makes this whole thing kind of crazy. And back to the sports, they're going to come back at a time just because the way information's flying and let's call it what it is, hysteria kind of sells that it just it, it could be publicly on just good morning america i'm not even talking about sports stuff i'm talking about just on cnn you might just get crushed for whatever that means you know and like you said history and, but, will ultimately uh, say yeah and,
1: and i and i think john to that like i think the ultimate the ultimate shield will be what does the medical community say
0: like i, I listened to this woge uh, that'll be the shield woge pod and he's like he brought up this idea he's like you know if the NBA does come back, if you're a team that was thinking about firing your coach, wouldn't the right move right now be to fire your coach and hire a new guy and then have him, if you just get maybe like three or four regular season games, to work with some of your team? you just throwing it out there. that, like, I would imagine Oh, you're someone, saying
1: somebody who's going to be your coach next year.
0: Yeah, like if you know your coaches are going to come back, but you're kind of waiting to see the finality of everything, whether you're a playoff team or even a normal team that maybe you get in a couple regular season games, get the guy to work with your coaches, then Bobby Marks was like, well, you would have to be, there would be some blowback if you just fire said coach mid-pandemic when everyone's quarantined. And then I started thinking, what does that even mean? Like, the guy was going to get fired no matter what. Yeah, I don't think it'd be any real blowback. I mean, yeah.
1: So I. He's still getting paid out either way.
0: Yeah, I, I just, the situation. It's not, this is, isn't
1: like most jobs where it's like we're firing you and we're not paying you to the end of your contract. No, like, I that know. guy's getting paid to the end of his contract. It's not
0: a $50,000 at-will worker getting furloughed. Yeah. So. These are, you know, this conversation I never thought we would have had. I, I didn't either. Uh, I, we well,
1: I I thought it would be a 10. I thought it would be 15 minutes and we'd hit some bullet points and move on. But um, I don't know. Do, do you think I'll finish with this? Do you think baseball will look? Do, do you think it'll feel like post 9-11 when the first sport comes back? George W. Bush throwing the first pitch. Mike Piazza hitting the home run. I I, I think this is dramatic. I think this this coronavirus.
0: It's pretty split. I, I talk to a lot of people that don't necessarily think it's fraudulent, but when you factor in the numbers to other things that are just a little uncomfortable with it all, and there are clearly people that think it's you know the worst thing ever. I, I think a lot of people in America are split over this. We're nine eleven. There was a lot of, I would say, the majority of people were just—we're all Americans. I don't necessarily get that vibe right now. Not that we're not all on the same page, yeah, because I we are sharing certain sentiments. But I—I I think you talk to one person, Corona's insane. I think if you talk to other people, they think it's overblown. And I—I I don't think, well, like, I, I don't—you can't really talk shit about either one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've yet to see a medical person talk that is talking like it's overblown.
0: When I say overblown, I just mean, did we need to shut down the economy? There are people that are going to go, I had to shut down my business or I lost my job because of this. And I see these numbers and it's like, right. N-
1: it's like, the, the again, we just, and the black counter and white. The, these, are the, these are the numbers because we did those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there are a lot of states where the numbers they didn't. And it's like, it's really New York is, would be the lead dog and everyone else is way behind them guy. I mean, they're just, so I, I think a lot of people that maybe if you're in North Dakota or you're whatever, and you've had to shut down <laughs> your business, or even yeah. in like, you know, Stockton, you know, and, and you go, well, I that, that's where I think, you agree this is pretty split with who you talk to, just the severe, and I don't mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of over the top, I just think there are a lot of people that are just more shoulder shrugged, like this sucks, mm-hmm. we really need to do this, not like, this is the worst thing, I mean, this does suck, but, and then there are a lot of people that... I actually think there's a lot more people that are probably think this is a little overblown. You got to quarantine for what well, guy we're going to be going on by the time the draft comes around six, seven weeks. That's a yeah, long, but I
1: also think you get, I do think a lot of that is because of the visceral, a lot of people are losing jobs. A lot of people are losing businesses. A lot of people are losing a lot of money. I mean, if, I think it leads to more and more people thinking it's um, not necessary.
0: Well, if you lose your job, and most people in this America, the average household income is like 50 grand. And you're out of a job, furloughed, laid off, but they tell you you might be able to come back. And then you see these numbers, and it's hard to like – it just might – again, I'm not in that situation, but I, I would understand anger resentment, not sure. understanding. Yeah. And I think it's easy yeah, for the, a
1: lot of – Somebody said this to me yesterday, like, man, I'm just hopeful that like as a nation we come out of this unified. And I was like, yeah – uh, that's I can't be hopeful of that. I mean, like I wish that would happen. I
0: see no chance on that. But this is, this but, is a polarizing issue. Yeah. To me, nine eleven wasn't that polarizing. No, it, w- no, it was not. Pol- it was unifying. Yeah. Especially
1: was, the, spe- especially like the weeks and months immediately after. Wouldn't like, you? After see- the fact, there have been different. But in those, if you go back to those moments, like if you go back, I did the other day. You watch Mike Piazza's home run. Okay, it was the it most is, unifying thing you and I have experienced in this in America by
0: far. Yeah. wasn't even close now it changed you know a year later you started going to war people get mad but it, but yeah. there was yes th- it was there a a clear was, good it, versus evil us versus them there was yeah. a six-month period where it was like fuck yeah we're america i dare you motherfuckers right. it's all and, and
1: not all as it turned out not all of that was good but yeah there that's what it clearly I, th- was i don't feel that right now at all no well it's not the case and it's not gonna be at the end no so good uh good talk Yeah.
0: (laughs) Quarantine life. I know. All right. Well, just keep chugging, you know.
1: I'm trying to think if I can finish this with how I feel about whether or not baseball is coming back. Like you said, you feel differently four days later. I guess I do feel a little differently than I did. Now, I don't
0: necessarily think like I don't buy this is going to be in Arizona, but I I do think that they are full steam ahead and making something happen. I
1: think the NBA is the same thing. Yeah, I think they. Well, here, what's the order they need? They need something that the owners and the players agree on. And then they need, they need the seal of appro- approval from the CDC. Like I said, that is going to be their shield. From the CDC or just medical experts, that's going to be their shield. I know you guys hate this idea, but we've been told this is a medically responsible, socially responsible way to get back to business. And once they have that, They'll be ready to roll. And I I think if they've got the money to make sure everyone's getting tested, if they have the buy-in from the players to stay sequestered, uh, then, yeah, I'm with you. I do think they'll get that stamp of approval in an amount of time that allows them to play some version of a season.
0: I also think they now desperately want to be first. I'm not saying that's necessarily right, but they want to beat the NBA to the punch, and they know they can because the NBA is going to be much more bound to – Public perception, social media. They love social media. John, also
1: the NBA just doesn't have the – the NBA doesn't have spring training. They don't have just a logistical – they don't have a place to go.
0: Yeah, you're right. Baseball is just kind of lucky that way. Some teams have like multiple stadiums, right? I mean, it's just – there's a lot of stadiums. They just have an
1: infrastructure in place where it's like – just like you and I, like the day – like, all right, we'll just start a YouTube and boom, it's just the two of us and we can do it. Whereas a much bigger company has never done anything – in this way, I mean, they've produced the same thing, but they might not have ever done it based on one computer or two computers. Well, it's, it They're makes just a, Baseball's just more nimble. Makes sense why
0: basketball, their one idea is Vegas, because what do they do there? They have a summer league there, so they yeah. know some of the logistically, how they could work some of the hotels. Maybe they could already do some, like, even if the MGM or the Win or whatever those are closed, they can do a deal with them. It actually is already kind of... They already have previous relationships in right. the they area. That really is kind of their spring training. They're actually lucky that they've developed these summer leagues and right. they kind of have a an idea. Because if Vegas, let's say they never Play fucked Vegas with and Vegas. Orlando. Let's say if they never fucked with Vegas, I think they'd be scrambling a little bit, right? I think that's just the first thing. Well, we used to go to Vegas. The entire league goes there. We we work with the hotels Plenty there. Plenty of hotels there We, we, bring, that 20, are empty. we bring twenty. We bring 20-plus teams with 15-man rookie yeah, rosters. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just build the but bubble. But you, you would just and they and they would start just doing the math. Right, all right. We play ten games a day, starting at this time and go until this time, just like the summer league does. Two different gyms.
0: Again, I mean, it, if we are quarantined all May, if you tell me, hey, we got eight a.m. to you know ten o'clock at night, we got Yankees to the Cubs to the Dodgers. I mean, I, I'm watching. I got the TV yeah. on, guy. So I'm in. Just
1: Fauci sings the national anthem before every game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could. I, I would imagine Dr. Fauci gets, uh, I guess, Donald's last two recipients were Tiger Woods and uh, Rush Limbaugh, Presidential Medal of Honor. I, I think Fauci's in uh, in place for that.
1: Yeah, he's in place for a lot, whatever yeah. he wants. He's just got to keep it. He's at the mountaintop. He's just got to stay there. Yeah. All right, on that note, see you. Later.